Hello and welcome everybody. This is the second part of a two-part series. In the first episode, we talked about the MLB. and For this episode, we will be talking about the NBA and NFL and sort of the status of this game and sort of where the future is headed. Um, some players that are hot and some teams that are hot like we did in the MLB episode. So without further ado, we can get right into it. I want to thank you guys for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Talk about good, the playoffs, good transition. Some, of the, um, some of the superstars. We could talk about how Ben Simmons is getting he's terrible. so much hate because he's, he's awful. Well, I mean, making bo- I mean, you're making boneheaded plays in the playoffs. He's allergic to layups. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also, I mean, like how I I mean, I also didn't even realize this until today. But I mean, it's been ten years that people have been saying trust the process. Right. Like it's been a while since. That's like, a long these process. Guys have been, pro- been promising a nice playoff, right. like a nice playoff championship to bring to Philadelphia. Yeah, it's a long, long process to trust. Well, they, they tried the experiment with Jimmy Butler, and we can see how all that ended up. And now we can maybe see how Ben Simmons was a problem while Jimmy Butler was on the on the 76ers yeah. with that. Ben Simmons will never win anything. He's right, a problem. Yeah. He's not, he can't shoot. He's very one-dimensional. You can guard him very easily, and he's just simply not worth the money he's making. Well, I know that we were talking about it last night, and, like, it's surprising that, like, somebody that was, like – somebody like him was, su- was such so a high-toted high prospect. Top. Yeah, like, I can't – like, I couldn't believe this year that somebody that can't shoot threes would be coming in and be even be looked at as a first overall pick. Would you consider him a bust right now? Or do you think, no. think he still has time to improve? I, he has time to improve, but I mean... He's not a like, boss. I mean, he's a okay. He's a very average player. I just think people overhype him and be like, oh, Simmons is a you know top five guy under 28 or something in the league. He's like, no. He's ben Simmons an average Mark player. Fultz. I was about to say that. I was like, you could probably compare him to Mark Fultz right now. Yeah, like <laughs> me, they're, I, I mean, Mark Fultz, I mean, was kind of like supposed to be like the all-around player but i He's mean supposed to be like the john moran they they know. did pass exactly. up on uh jason Tatum for him so yeah we can also talk about how um, trey young how he's elevated his game devin booker's elevated, elevated his game in the playoffs i love those yeah. guys well i mean like look at all the names that we're talking about these are all young superstars still right the and like i and it's so exciting that like these are the young superstars and then we ha- still have other guys like we we haven't even talked about any of the guys that aren't in the playoffs right now, right? And like it's exciting to see all these guys that for years and years and years to come, and then we still have guys that we're excited to see out of college, right? Out of high school. I love Trey Young. Yeah, I don't know why he gets so much hate. Everybody loves to hate on him, but the guy just keeps <laughs> proving everybody wrong and drilling. Yeah, I was a proud fan owner of him. Guys, last awesome. year. Oh yeah, I, I I'm well aware, Ryan. Don't don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I'm well aware you stole my Trey and Luca picks, like the pick before each from. So thanks, appreciate that. Well, we also I, got a superstar like Zion as well, who's his family came out recently saying that they want him to get traded because he needs more help around him. He doesn't have a a superstar around him. And you got guys like Trey Young going off too by himself, pretty much. Well, Trey Young had to kind of build build his own path there. Right. You can't just be gifted a super team, even though you're like a superstar. You can't just exactly. expect to be given this. And honestly, I feel like it's, and I feel like bringing somebody on, like, I mean, like, I feel like the Pelicans, I mean, like, there was nobody else they could have picked but Zion. 
but I mean, like, I do agree having like some sort of person there to kind of like not be like a mentor, but almost like teach them like, hey, like I know how to be like the top person on the team. I let me show you because Zion probably stepped into stepped into that at like what age twenty, yeah. so he had no time. He wasn't prepared to do that. I mean, like at Duke, he was not that guy. Mike Krzyzewski was the guy there that was in charge of everything. Now he's going to the Pelicans where he's expected to be the guy doing everything. Right. I mean, he's not he's not LeBron where he can just demand everything. Right. right. He's, yeah. he's got to prove himself in the league. Exactly. He's he's fresh. He shouldn't be requesting trades at this point. He's not the best. He's not the best player in the league. I mean, what is it? His third season or no second season? Second, it was his second yeah. this past year, and he he's already manning a super team. Like, what are we talking yeah. about here? Yeah, I think the whole super team thing is ridiculous by now. That's why. That's what's ruined basketball recently, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, people They're just better. picking and choosing. I yeah, I mean, people picking and choosing teams like based on like who's there, though. I mean, every sport kind of does that now, but right. I it's mean, just, like it's it's more like, under I the mean, microscope like for the NBA. I mean, like, yeah. That's how they advertise their players. I, I think they want these guys to move to create super teams and get them hyped up and everyone wants to talk about them. You guys got, you got the team like the Knicks or not the Knicks, the Nets who have superstar after superstar and they just got knocked out of the playoffs by Giannis. who is basically a more athletic and bigger Ben Simmons, but he gets yeah. away with it <laughs> because he's good, because he's actually good and knows how to shoot a free throw. <laughs> You got to think about it too, though. It's so much easier to build a super team in basketball because of that. You know, if you have eight good players and, you know, you, you only play five at a time, it's a lot easier to control the game at that point. Whereas when you're playing basketball, football, baseball, or sorry, not basketball, football, baseball, hockey, you know, there are a lot more moving parts. And even if you have two or three superstar players, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win because there are just so many other you know, moving parts. But when you, you know, in the NBA have Harden, Kyrie and KD, those guys can play a lot of the minutes and they're going to be better than a lot of the guys out there, considering there's only five at a time. And, you know, right. where baseball's nine and football, I don't even know how much football is too many. And, you know, hockey even is like seven. So right. a lot of moving parts and basketball, not really. It's very easy to get to a place, team up with one or two guys and dominate. Right. You got, Teams like the Lakers, who have a superstar after superstar that wants to come and play for them, they get like the best free agents because they all want to win a championship or get a, get a ring just for the sake of it. Instead of really going by themselves and on a team that might not make the playoffs or might not have superstars, they can prove themselves there and get more playing time and earn a bigger contract. When these guys just rather sign with a championship team, I mean, I mean don't blame them because they want a ring, but. I mean, you could have a great opportunity if you play for another team. Well, I mean, you can even look at the Lakers this year, and the Lakers didn't even make it that far. And look how many good people they had on their team. Right. It's never a guarantee. I mean, it's, not, it's him and AD, LeBron and AD. But, I mean, they've they've been trying to make moves because of LeBron being there and demanding super teams and all that stuff. I mean, he's, he's allowed to do it, but I think it's worse for the game because then you only have a few teams that are competitive. Yep. Now, they expanded the playoffs this year, and they had more teams to the playoffs. I mean, it's pretty much pointless since the only good teams are, like, the top three teams in each division or conference. I was really surprised, actually, at how well, like, 
a lot of teams were able to do considering how many teams have like all these all-stars. Right, like players. Atlanta wasn't expected to do good. Oh man, the I Suns were how about the Jazz having the best record. I didn't think right. the Jazz, the Knicks. I didn't think any of them were gonna do good. The Celtics, I didn't think the Celtics were gonna do well. I mean the Bucks, I thought the Lakers, the Bucks, and um the Nets were like automatic Clippers. Too. Clippers, yeah. Yeah. I thought all of them were going were automatic playoffs and probably going to win the championship. All of them were almost all of them are wrong right now. So right. when we got down to the playoffs, it's the um, the Bucks and the Hawks in the East, right? And then the West is uh, the Suns, the, Cl- the Clippers. Yeah, I think the Suns can pull that off, pull it off pretty easily. I love the Suns. I mean, if, if CP3 plays, it depends on him. Right. If he comes out of COVID protocol and can play, then I think the Suns are going to win the championship and they're awesome. They got a lot of awesome players on there and I'd be very happy if the Suns I mean, broke the drought. You're a OKC fan. So you, you had him on your team last year. Yeah. I, I like Chris Paul. So I, I'd be happy for him. We got Kemba now too. Let's go. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that trade already went through. Yeah. yeah. You, you guys see yeah. the draft draft lottery just happened too. the Pistons got the first pick. Yeah. The Pistons are a joke. Yeah. OKC got six. Like really not a good start. <laughs> I mean, six plus player could be some. I mean, good. yeah, six is still decent, especially get, in this draft Donovan class. Mitchell, it'll be yeah, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell was a late pick. Devin Booker was a late pick. Yeah, I'm just saying though, like with the way the Thunder are, they're so bad, and they have so many first round picks. You want to get as close to the number one, yeah, for all these years yeah. as possible. They have they have a lot more shots, but I mean, just not a great start. I mean, six, like you said, you'll still get somebody good at six. I mean, I I wonder if that Davion Mitchell guy from Baylor will still be there at six. I doubt it. But there, there's just a lot of good. Like Jalen Suggs is going this year. I'm trying to think yeah. back to the NCAA tournament. Like who? I mean, hey, we're, we're, we're not even at the wherever. Yeah, the I mean, like Luke, like Luca wasn't even really like a well-known prospect until like right when he got drafted. Everyone was like, "Who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. who is this guy?" I'm the same with Chris Stops Porzingis. <laughs> exactly. I think Chris Stops is gone next year. Yeah, I'd say so. Is he a free agent or is he? Supposed to get traded. I, I think he might be a free agent because I heard he, he was upset about his role in on the team this year. Even though he he bricks every shot he takes, he'll go yeah. for like five for twenty three and expects to get more more opportunities. All right, so I'm looking at a mock draft right now. The Pistons, I think, are gonna. I forgot about this guy, Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State. He was like the consensus mm-hmm. number one player in college oh, basketball. Yeah. So I think the Pistons take him. They got Evan Mobley yep. going to Houston at two. They got Jalen Green. Oh, wow. going to Cleveland at three. It says he's from the G League. That's huh. weird. I don't know why they would the pick G somebody League. like that. Yeah, it says uh, Jalen Green, G League Ignite. How can he already be in the G League? I Couldn't he just get pulled up from the G League if he was on a team? He bypassed college to become the big fish on the first ever G League Ignite team. I, I, I assume it's not the G League. It's probably like some sort of semi-pro team or something because yeah, it says he bypassed college so they got hit the Cavs taking him at three Jalen Suggs to the Raptors at four Scotty Barnes to Orlando if I don't even know who that is no Jonathan Kuminga to Thunder for another G League Ignite team guy I feel like this year's basketball tournament I mean not not the tournament in general but the whole season Dave in general there, were stars. there wasn't a lot of time to I, everything was really fast thrown together this year everything's everything early sports 
was trying everybody was trying to throw things together really fast and make things go a lot faster than they needed to go yeah so and like some teams didn't get to play their full schedules some teams didn't even go to the it didn't go to the tournament like duke duke didn't even go to the tournament so i mean like that get and i mean like imagine if duke was there and they had some of their guys score 20 points in the first game like that would have probably changed a whole lot of things in the draft because how many times they're not a duke player in the top 10 people getting drafted and and you being a duke fan and yeah and chesefsky's leaving or he's retiring and you didn't even get to play in the tournament this past year. I mean, it kind of hurts if you're a Duke fan. No, right. I mean, we always have, we have next year, but, um, but still, I mean, it, I mean, like it sucks because I mean, like these kids aren't getting to get the national recognition of playing in this tournament. And I mean, like, not like it was anything that they could were able to control or anything like that. I mean, like, oh, good, just not gotten COVID, but, um, (laughs) uh, but I mean, like, still, I mean, like, it's it's something that they couldn't. It was it was not in their control to, of that. And I mean, like, yeah, they weren't able to get into. They weren't able to be in the tournament and get that recognition from everybody around the country that they normally would have gotten. I think this year is is a lot different for these prospects coming out too, because I don't think this is a very hyped up draft class like past like Job ja Morant and the Zion draft. You look at those guys and they're supposed to be generational talents i mean this year it doesn't seem like there's many generational talents in the draft yeah Cade cunningham would be my only guy that i'd say he's supposed to be really good but nobody else really jumps off the page to me jalen suggs maybe i mean like even rookies last year to be honest with you guys besides Lamelo ball there wasn't really many that i really was like i mean and i don't i don't watch basketball nearly as much as either of you guys do i honestly don't watch basketball at all it's falling off for me quite a bit okay so maybe you probably watch more than me okay well all right so maybe i've I watched just as much basketball (laughs) probably um but like still you pay attention to the league i mean lamello ball is the only rookie that i knew about this year really anthony anthony edwards Edwards and james wiseman those are the only wiseman didn't play well though thank you yeah. Right, and like that, it was like stuff like that. Like, how do you feel yeah, about Lamelo Wood, uh, Rookie of the Year, over Anthony Edwards? I, in the second half of the season, didn't really pay attention, so I don't know who ended up with really the better numbers. And I know Lamelo was hurt for a while, so I can't yeah, really you speak have on that. Team? I did, but I stopped paying attention to fantasy basketball. Like, in this, like once Lamelo got hurt, it was really I think that day where I just like stopped paying attention. So, I mean, <laughs> NBA is really NBA is really falling yeah, off. Yeah, get hurt. <laughs> I, I, I really. I really just don't enjoy watching NBA much anymore. College basketball, I'll watch it a lot. I'll watch the NCAA tournament, but NBA basketball has gotten very just boring to me. Since I've taken up hockey, it's really shifted from, you know, having football and basketball and baseball being my favorite sports to really focusing a lot on baseball and hockey. Um, Hockey's definitely overtaken basketball and basketball is just kind of boring to me at this point. I don't know about, and well, I mean, like it could be similar to you guys, but like, playoffs are probably the only times i'm really like trying to watch a lot of these sports yeah like i mean I, hockey hockey pretty much the only time i'm watching it is during the playoffs yeah that's when it's the best i, mean, yeah. I really do and i i don't i never played hockey or anything like that but like, i do enjoy watching hockey oh you can't be playoff hockey playoff hockey is overall playoff hockey is the best sport to watch in general exactly but playoff just, hockey like, specifically is you I'd rather watch playoff hockey than any other sport. 
Why do you think basketball has kind of yeah? Uh, I I don't down your I, It's just me personally. I I'm just. Especially with, with the super, yeah. The super team era, the super team era with all these guys. You know, after the Warriors won like three straight, that's really where I was like, all right, I don't care because the Warriors are going to come out winning. Yeah, and yeah, then the even after Kevin that, yeah, the and first he, year of Kevin Durant being there was the year that I really stopped caring about anything yes. that happened in basketball. Exactly, because you knew whatever happened, it wouldn't matter because the Warriors would end up coming and winning anyway. And then even yep. the year when Toronto beat the Warriors, like, oh, that's cool. But well, when that, LeBron, you know, I mean, when LeBron beat them, don't get me wrong, that was incredible. Yeah, that that was cool. But still, after those, well, he's just kind of fallen off. Like I yeah. said, hockey was, is just so much more entertaining. Wasn't the year that LeBron beat the Warriors the same year that the Warriors had like their record? Yeah, right yeah, they like went like seventy-two and nine or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's on, and honestly, that's surprising. That was the year that I stopped watching basketball. It was after that. Year. It was, and it's crazy that, that I mean, like, and that was, this, and that was like the one. There was one super team in the entire NBA. Yeah, and, and it's just not it enter- it's not entertaining anymore with all the super teams. I mean, if you're gonna go watch a basketball game, you, let's watch the Clippers game. You're gonna watch Kawhi and George throw it back and forth to each other, and you know dunk and score forty points each in a game, and that's all you're gonna see. At least right. it just the gets repetitive and boring. I like that it is spread out though. Like it's not like it's not so much like okay, wherever LeBron is, LeBron's gonna win. Yeah, or whatever. It's I not think like it's that more anymore. like that. I like that. I like that there's a lot of smaller complementary guys that make up a lot of these teams too. Like I mean, the, I mean, I know like the Bucks right now. Like nobody talks about Chris Middleton being like the other guy there yeah. scoring all the points for that team besides Giannis. Yeah, I feel like I disagree with that a little bit though, because especially in basketball, more than any other sport, you can kind of look at it and be like, all right, this team, this team, and this team probably are going to win the championship. All the other sports. I mean, hockey maybe a little bit right now, but especially with the seven-game series and all these others, but not that basketball doesn't have seven-game series, but it's just you can look at the Dodgers and be like, they have the best team ever, but then they'll go and lose in the playoffs. You can look at, you know, a hockey right. team and be like, wow, they're really good, but it's still going to be a battle, you know, in the series. Right. Same thing in the, in the NFL, it's the same way too. Like exactly. You have those top teams, but it's never a guarantee. It's, a, it's one game elimination for that, so you really never know. With basketball, right. it's like, all right, they have Kawhi, you know, and George with some good complimentary players. They're most likely going to win. I don't have to watch all these games because I know right. that, you know, a pack of these teams are probably going to win. Whereas most of the other sports, you just don't have that. Like look at baseball. There hasn't been a repeat champion in how many years? I don't even know the answer to that, but it's definitely a lot of years. That's and, you know, basketball, we've had a ton of repeats. Hockey, there are not repeats very often. You look right. at football, you rarely get repeat Super Bowl champs, and it's really only basketball, and it's just gotten boring. We can move on to the NFL if you guys are ready to. Yeah. You can see how maybe the, this is the start of super teams now with um, players going to, like, the MVP quarterbacks like Tom Brady, or they wanted to go play for the Chiefs. Like, you saw Le'Veon Bell, he wanted to go to the Chiefs. You saw Antonio Brown, he wanted to go to the Bucks because of Tom Brady. Do you think this is the start of super teams in the NFL? No, you you can't make a super team in the NFL. I mean, you, you can go pretty far and be like, we have a juggernaut offense, but, like, there are just too many moving pieces and too many injuries in the NFL to be like, you have a super team. Like, look at the Titans. They got Julio Jones. That doesn't mean they're a super team. I mean, they have a right. very good offense now. 
but there's no NFL team that you can look at and be like, yes, it's going to be you or you that's going to win the Super Bowl. Like, right. it's not that simple because there's so many moving parts. Yeah, teams like the Bills as well. I mean, they could be an up-and-coming Super Bowl team. Well, and then, I, I mean, like, and also, like, with the Bills too, I mean, that's a team that, like, one injury could cost them everything. Yeah, right. like, like if Josh Allen goes down, many, they're done. No, like, I mean, let's pick up the Giants from last year. Saquon Barkley gets hurt. What is, their offense is non-existent anymore. Yep. Because they have no, but they can't run the ball anymore. But, I mean, you, that could also happen with the Ravens too. And Lamar Jackson, if he gets hurt, their their system Screw. blows up. Their system absolutely blows up. I mean, they don't. I mean, they barely use running backs to begin with. It, like I know, fantasy wise, pretty much every uh, Baltimore running back was almost unusable most of the season because well, they run it by committee. Exactly. Yeah. And but, Jackson takes so many of the touches himself. Exactly. I mean, they were the top rushing team in the league, I think, last year, but that's because of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, the, and like you said, they split the workload very well. I mean, they had, what, Gus Edwards, Ingram was in there for a little bit. I forgot who – oh, wait, Dobbins. Uh, J, yeah, Dobbins. Like, yeah, they split that pretty evenly between Jackson, Dobbins, and uh, Edwards. And this is all in the AFC, too. I mean, you look at the NFC teams, and you don't really know who's going to come out in the NFC at all besides the Bucks. Exactly. Let's, let's go Bucks. <laughs> are you a Giants fan or a Bucks fan? Just, the, just put on the record. I, I, on the record, I like both teams, but <laughs> I'm I'm shading towards Tampa teams. I'm just saying, I do think that there's at least something, some type of popularity thing going on, though, because I mean, players don't come out of retirement just to go join Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Exactly. Yeah. Just I saying, mean, the Bucks have kind of reeled like, me in. They've reeled me in. I mean. I, you can call me a bandwagon if you like, but they, I mean, with Brady, they've, it's been a fun team. It's been a fun team to watch Tampa Bay. I lived in Tampa Bay for four years. It's been a great atmosphere. I mean, I, I didn't live there when, when Tom was playing, but I lived there when he got acquired or when he signed. And like I said, it's quite the atmosphere. They've kind of reeled me in with how fun the team is. And um, like in, you know, a couple other Tampa Bay teams, I, that's going to stick, but I'll also root for the Giants when they do well, too. How many more years do you think uh, Tom Brady's got left? I don't know, man. Only he I mean, knows we can, that. We can say this for the past, like, what, six o- Only years, he like, knows that, exactly. Years. Only he knows that. <laughs> I, I really think probably at least two more years. Yeah, I would say so. He'll probably sign an extension with Tampa Bay, I think. Is his contract up this year or next year? He's next year, next year yeah. He's, Is it he's, two years? He's got this year. He signed a two-year deal. This will be the second year of the two-year deal. I mean, then you look at their offense. Their offense is loaded again this year. Exactly. And uh, Ronald Jones is, is going to get more uh, experience. Uh, yeah, I, they, they have Gio they Bernard now, too. They have Bernard yeah, they Fournette. A lot. I mean, yeah. you look at their defense, and their defense is what they would carry them, really. Yeah, they played well, and they're only going to get better. And Carlton I mean, Davis also, is an emerging like, corner. Well, I mean, like, if you look at all, like, the positions, too, there, you notice how, like, there's a lot of young guys on uh, that Tampa Bay offense, but then there's also a lot of older guys. I'm pretty sure LaShawn McCoy is still there. Giovanni Bernard is still there. But then you've got Leonard Fournette, and you've got Ronald Jones, two younger guys. Those guys make sure, like, the younger guys kind of, like, stay in line, kind of, like, understand where things are go, how things are going to go. You got Brady kind of controlling the wide receiver core and everything like that. You got and like the defense. I mean, like the defense is kind of like some older guys. You got Jason Pierre Paul, Levante David. I think he's get in his almost in his thirties now. But then you got like a bunch of like the younger guys, like Devin White. White. Devin White. I mean, like yeah, but you got younger guys like that. So it's a very balanced team all around, and that's why I think that that team works really well 
together. It's not based on just a bunch of older guys on the team, and it's not or it's not just based on a bunch of younger guys that are expected to just work very well together. Because I don't think teams, I don't think teams that like are on paper supposed to do well, but like the players have never like cohabitated, like gotten together, like figured anything out. I don't think that works. Bringing on any superstar wide receiver onto any team kind of like scares me. Like from playing fantasy football over the years, like getting burned on wide receivers left (laughs) and right. I mean, like the way AJ Brown is with uh, Julio Jones and stuff like that. I have a really strong feeling that they understand who's the number one guy there and who's the number two guy. And they're going to cohabitate really well together with Ryan Tannehill and have like a really good offense. That's why I think teams like that work really well, but like teams like the Patriots where you get Cam Newton and then you're just like, Oh, we're going to throw Joe Schmo in there. Well, Joe, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but Joe Schmo can't catch a ball from Cam Newton because he's not, hasn't had the time to be around. Tom Brady can throw the ball to whoever he wants to throw the ball to. I mean, I think that it was the best decision that Tom Brady's like to leave, even though he wanted more money there. I mean, it, it wasn't, it was just a terrible team when he was on the last year. Yeah. I mean, they can only, they only could do so much, but also, I mean, I feel like they kind of, they hand him on a really tight leash. I mean, he's kind of come out in a different personality down in Tampa. Yeah. It always happens, man. Tampa Bay does it to you. He's just happier. He seems a lot happier down there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, and I mean, like the Patriots are a system. I mean, but I mean, like their system was failing. I mean, like right. they they weren't producing a wide receiver for Tom Brady. I mean, Julian Edelman was the only. And Julian guy Edelman wasn't even there. He tore his ACL. I'm right. pretty sure. So, like, what do you expect? Like, when Tom Brady can't throw the ball to somebody, he's going to go somewhere where he can throw the ball because he knows he, he can throw the ball to anybody. So he's going to go somewhere where people are very capable of doing it. You know what's and scary it, about them too? What's that? Tom said it himself. They haven't even hit their stride yet. They're still getting better. Especially they they just started clicking in the playoffs. They're only going to be yeah. better this year. They, yeah. yeah, they how they want a what six or eight game win streak to end the season or something. Yeah, because they started playing well together. They started collaborating. You could you saw at the beginning of the year they couldn't really see each other much because of COVID, but right. once they really started playing together and the season got underway, they got better and better. And like as like like Tom said, they they can get better. He sees things that you know can get better and. I trust Tom Brady. Tom Brady is one of the greatest sports, not just football figures, sports figures to ever live. If Brady says they can get better, you know, believe in him. Right. And they got the best wide receiver core in the whole NFL. And I think Antonio Brown is really underlooked on that team. I think he's still, he's still got a lot of game left. He's our third option. This guy was the best wide receiver in a league for like three or four straight years, only like two years ago. And he's their third option. And to be honest with you, I feel like everybody talking about like, I mean, Antonio Brown getting kicked out of New England after one week. And this is coming from a New England fan. I mean, honestly, it seemed it's always seemed like the Patriots have kept their players on a tight leash. Yeah. Like you're not it doesn't seem like you're allowed to do a lot on social media. It doesn't seem like you're allowed to post anything like sarcastically or anything like that. But I mean, and I mean, like, I feel like in. Think about the time when Antonio Brown came in onto the team. He had just left Pittsburgh where he had been flailing his arms, getting upset with coaches and everything like that, getting upset with 
Ben Roethlisberger for whatever reason. And then he wanted to go play with Tom. And then he wanted to go play with Tom Brady while he's getting in all these different shenanigans with social media. (laughs) Do you think the Patriots were really, I'm pretty sure the Patriots were like, you have one strike and that's it. And he blew that one strike Right. right after the game. He probably did something missed like a practice or something like that. And they were like, nope, you're gone. But down in Tampa Bay, when you're a little bit older, I feel like you've got a little bit more leeway of things. I mean, I know it's been said. I mean, is it Bruce Arians is the coach down there? Yeah. 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 He said it himself. Like he was like, I, I don't really come to practice. He's like, the players kind of run the practice themselves. Like he doesn't need to do anything. You know what it reminds me of? What's that? Dennis Rodman on the bulls. Dennis comes and goes as he pleases. As long as he's on the court cares. Exactly that, and I feel like that's what the and I feel like the Patriots had like such an expected way of things going that they were just that Tom Brady was like, I just want to step away from that for a little bit, like because to be honest with you, like I really want to hope that Brady will come back and retire, just, even if it's like a one day contract, come back and retire as a Patriot. I have hopes that he does that. I mean, but if he doesn't, he doesn't. If the Patriots improve a lot in these next couple of years, I think he could come back and, and maybe sign that one day contract or whatever. But I think you got to look at Mac Jones and think is, is he the future? Cause if, if he's not, then you think they go after Tom Brady, if he still has got something left in the tank after his next contract. No. Right, or do they bring him on as a veteran presence? Almost. No. And, if Brady's at this point, if Brady's going to play in the NFL, he's going to start. There's no way he's going to settle for a backup role. I would think so as well. Yeah. Do you think Mac Jones is the future of the of the Patriots? Right now, uh, but that stuff can change pretty quickly. Man, I'll leave it to you though, since you're a Patriots fan. I mean, to be honest with you, I, it's I mean, it's kind of like Sam Darnold. I mean, it's really weird. He wasn't the number one guy in the draft class, but he also wasn't like the worst guy that they could have drafted either. So I'm very excited to see how he does in training camp. Like if he's throwing the ball well in training camp, I'm going to be very excited and I'll probably be very high on him. But if he's throwing, but if he's throwing interceptions, he can't, he can't hit receivers or anything. I mean, not like the Patriots got receivers or anything like that. But I mean, like if he can hit receivers or anything like that, I mean, like, Hey, we'll see how he is. But honestly, it's kind of up in the air. I didn't get to watch him very much either. I mean, we saw the football, the college football season. It wasn't exactly existent. And I mean, the games I was watching, I wasn't exactly watching Alabama. Do you think he could take over from Cam Newton like midseason if Cam Newton's not doing good? Yeah, I think he could. But I also think Cam Newton needed to build, needs to build like a rapport with people. And he didn't really have the opportunity to with. Right. He kind of signed last minute. Last yeah, he kind of. Yeah, yeah, he signed last minute. And. I feel like if they let him run the ball a little bit, but also have a running back there for him and let him build a rapport where he can throw the ball to somebody. I mean, he made DJ Moore into somebody right? in, in Carolina. Well, yeah, he yeah. made people, he made decent, like some people that were like no name players into Curtis Samuel as well. Absolutely. You got Robbie Anderson there too. Yeah. And I think, Oh, I didn't think about that. And Robbie Anderson is actually like the guy for the Panthers this year. Yeah, Darnold threw the ball pretty well in New York. Actually, that would be honestly like the Panthers are actually. I mean, it's him and DJ Moore. A lot of these young, I love watching these young guys, like and seeing how they progress. Especially, I'm like I think a change of scenery for Sam Darnold is exactly what needed to happen. Right. 
I think yeah. getting out of New York Adam was Gase, like getting away from Oh my Gase. god. I mean any I mean honestly, if you get drafted there, I mean just run for the hills and, Oh my god, yeah. I mean but let's let's be hopeful. I mean, let's right. hope the Jets I kind of like their coach. They're they're started. coach from the Niners this year. He should be okay, Salah. Oh yeah, Adam Gase is gone. Yeah, yeah Gase got fired. They have that guy from the 49ers, Salah, as their coach. Now. Yeah, he was I, there. I've, I've heard good things about him. Yeah, he was their defensive coordinator, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was so, hoping yeah. he would be uh, the D coordinator for the time, but he got a head coaching job. Yeah, exactly. Throwing it back to the Patriots thing for a minute, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like in football, a lot of it, you know, because you said, is Jones the future of the Patriots? I think at the moment, that's what their plan is. But as we saw with like the Jets, like when you went into the draft of the Jets and they drafted Darnold, they're like, yep, this is our guy for the future. But, you know, two years, three years after the fact now, it's like plans change. So, right. Is Jones the future of the Patriots right now? Yes, right now. But give it, like Matt said, a little bit to see how he really does and turns out. They could see him play this year and maybe switch gears and be like, nope, we've saw seen enough. He's decent, but this isn't going to be our future quarterback. Like, I mean, I've, I've also seen it so many years where, like, somebody's had an insane training camp and then they play the worst of the two quarterbacks. I yeah. Mean, and City, they played Alex Smith when Patrick Mahomes literally was having an unreal yep. summer. Like, yeah. and I mean, like where Patrick Mahomes is now. Yep. So I mean, like it's. I mean, it always could be that too. They could. He could have an insane training camp, and Cam Newton could start the season, and then Mac Jones takes over, and he's the next Tom Brady. Do I think that's the time? Him? No. Or you can really look at the Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre situation. How yeah. he was getting groomed for a couple of years, and he finally yep. took over. I mean, you could you could see that with Jordan Love soon as well. You could you could say go for Aaron Rodgers if Rodgers gets traded or something. He you're seeing a lot nowadays that there's a lot running to groom these quarterbacks before they get immediate playing time. I mean, yeah. And I mean, I feel like a lot of it is in part to like when the Patriots had Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby yeah. Brissett, because when Brady got, when Brady got suspended, but they were like, okay, we're going with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo literally came in and was like, all right, I'm prepared for this. He did it. And then he got hurt. And then Jacoby Brissett came in and did the, the same thing. And I feel like a lot of teams have taken over with that next up guy mentality and being ready for that role. And oh, yeah. I feel like, and I feel like, well, Jordan Love is kind of getting thrown into that position. I mean, we have no idea what's going on with the Houston Texans right now. Yeah. But I mean, like, whoever's there, he better be getting ready to be He's that next watch guy. The guy there, yeah. if he's not on their team next year, I don't see him competing at all. I mean, I have no idea what's going on. I mean, I honestly, I don't, I've been wanting to talk about the whole Deshaun Watson and some people for a while. But, like, I think it's crazy that, like, I haven't heard much about right, any of where's this. The, where's the process? Of, yeah, like, the news has gone away it. from it. Yeah, like, I want to know what's going on. Like, sexual assault thing, like, a real thing? Or is this, like, the last time I checked, a lot of them were made up. Is that what we're hearing now? I felt I, like I'm not sure. Like I haven't researched the consensus, enough. but I mean, like, still, Houston should be trying to trade him right now. I feel like they have been, but I, I don't think they have been. But yeah, he has no value right now in the middle of this, you know, dilemma. They're not. No one's going to trade for him, especially high value at this right. point when they don't know if he's going to be suspended or if he's not going to play for at least or whatever. Two first rounders. Yeah, well, uh, assuming a, assuming a that happened. all of this is fake right which i highly doubt all of it is fake there's there's definitely something with it right there was over i don't, I don't know came yeah, out it was over like a hundred people that came out and just said something and i'm like were they all real maybe not but when there's that many people speaking out about it there's definitely something going on right 
really quick too, going back to the grooming quarterbacks, I was going to say it really took the chargers uh, stabbing Tyrod Taylor in the lungs with the shot <laughs> in order to get Justin Herbert out of the field. So do you think that was on purpose? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Definitely. it was on purpose. I mean, but it was, it was the right thing for their franchise though. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, do you guys think Justin Herbert is of the three like top quarterbacks that were in that draft class? So we got Tua, we got Justin Herbert and we got Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is definitely at the top. Of that list. I think Joe yeah. Burrow is always going to be at the top of that list. And you was thrown in a fire right away and he got hurt. Like, don't get me wrong. I think that Justin Herbert is going to have like a very good career, but I don't think he is going, I don't think of that draft class, he is going to finish the number one guy. Hot take Justin Herbert will be the best quarterback in that class. Hot take. Wait, you, you do? Oh, Just, oh, Justin oh. Herbert. Justin Herbert, when everyone retires, will have the best statistical numbers out of Burrow. Uh, I don't think he can repeat exactly what he did last year. I think that's going to be very, very hard. Did they, to did they improve at all this offseason? No, neither right. did the Bengals, though. The Bengals don't have an offensive line. Burrow's going to be hurt by week two again. Right. They did get one of the top receivers, but I think you would have to go O-line in that draft. I don't exactly. Think it, it doesn't, doesn't They're going to have their top receiver, but it's not going to work if they can't protect him anyway. So I mean, it's pretty common sense. You have to protect your, your quarterbacks first yeah. and then build we- weapons around them. Yeah, exactly. that's what happens to the Jets. The Jets Colts. have had a terrible O line, and, and they can't do anything. Of course, yeah. Philip Rivers is gone. He's, yeah, gone. he's gone. I mean, Carson, I it's Carson Crappy ones. I mean, I'm I'm even about, I'm going back to Andrew Luck now. I mean, like Andrew Luck couldn't right. stay healthy there. He constantly was getting hurt, and that was because they would they would throw they'd be like, oh yeah, here we'll get you a, a new defensive lineman and a new wide receiver, but we won't do anything for your O line. Right. Like, That's exactly really why Herbert will have the best stats. Like, I don't blame Andrew Luck for wanting out of there as fast as – well, I mean, I, I retire for whatever reason you want, but, I mean, like, I have to say part of it probably was the fact that they couldn't keep him healthy for the life of them. Right. Yeah, I mean, the guy had one more concussion until he dropped out on the field, so. I mean, that costed his whole career, so you have to you have to start off early protecting the quarterback with these young guys. Right. You have a generational t- talent in Joe Burrow. And, he, and it's going to get ruined because they want to draft superstar wide receivers or whatever. Like I'm just saying, exactly. Chase Young is hitting harder than he was when he was in college. I mean, he's coming probably at a much faster pace than he was in college. So imagine these quarterbacks that are still a little green to getting hit by these guys, getting hit and getting like major whiplash from these guys. They can only take so many of these hits before there's issues. Before they lose brain cells. Yeah, exactly. Poor Andrew Lock. Poor Jake Andrew Lock. Lock, man. Jake Locker's the goat. <laughs> and I mean, like, a lot of people are taking, like, their own player safe into consideration. I mean, like, people are retiring younger and younger now. And you got guys like Olivia Bell who hold out until they get money and kind of secure their future. To be honest with you, I I didn't understand it at the time, like why Le'Veon Bell wouldn't just pay play for sixteen million a year. What then I didn't realize was like he was thinking like, okay, that sixteen million is great, but like what happens after that? Like what happens? What happens after the one year sixteen million dollar deal is done and I'm hurt? Right. Like I'm not getting paid anymore. It, like if he tears his ACL so bad that his that his leg almost has to be amputated, he's never coming back to the NFL. Yeah, and I think it's kind of unfortunate that he did go to the team like the Jets right after the Steelers, 
because I feel like we could have seen a little bit more of his game if he went somewhere else. But uh, him going to the Chiefs, he hasn't really done much. See, he criticized Andy Reid. Oh yeah, two ago. That kind of shows Le'Veon Bell's personality is. I, yeah, I he's he's, he's lacking pretty. some character. You, you don't blame your failures on people. You failed. Right. And they were a Super Bowl team. Exactly. Don't they, they went to Super Bowl. You failed. Don't don't cry about it. Go find a way to get better. Yeah. And also, he came onto that team very late in the season, so he yeah. wasn't really prepared to be the guy running the ball up and down the field. He didn't deserve to be the guy running the ball up and down the field to begin with. Yeah. Right, they have Clyde Edwards there. And he didn't prove that he should have been running the ball for anybody when he was with the Jets. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was non-existent basically for the Jets. Yeah, he was a ghost. Did you have on your fantasy team or is that Owen? I think I had yeah. him last year. I feel like he had traded. Yeah. Well, you guys have any other to talk about? I think that's it for me. I think we covered a lot today. That was a, a pretty lengthy pod. We got into some really nice topics uh, around sport. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having yeah. us. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having us on, Ryan. All right, thank you guys. This has been the Up to Bat podcast, and we're going to see you guys later on the next episode.